Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It is Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. I'm Shauna. Beckler is once again away today. It is. The eve of the Battle of Alberta. It is Battles Alberta Eve right now. Uh, I think there's a lot of people in the city who are pretty nervous. Everybody is super excited. I am so damn tempted to go to that game tomorrow. Here's the thing. It starts at 8.30, which is normally around my bedtime. Because, I mean, I wake up at 4, 3.50 a.m. around there. So, uh, yeah, I have to be kind of trying to wind down at 8.30. And that is the start to this hockey game. What this means is I'm just going to be very overtired for a good chunk of time here. But uh, I go to Costa Rica on Saturday. I fly out. So the only two games that I could potentially go to in this Battle of Alberta would be uh, tomorrow night or Friday night. But I fly out at 6 a.m. on Saturday. So if I go to Friday night's game, then, well, it means that I'll probably be pulling an all-nighter. And don't get me wrong. I can't afford to go to these games either. Like, tickets are not cheap. I did manage to find some press-level seating that looks like I could maybe get a ticket for around 150 bucks, But that's not, that's not cheap. It's just, it was so exciting. I am still vibrating from being at Game 7 on Sunday that I, now of course I really want to go to another game. Anyway, I'm sorry about the hockey chat. I know that you're not a Flames fan or not from here. You're probably like, would you shut up already? It's just, it's really all everybody is talking about here. It truly is. We do have some other stuff on the radio program though as well. Um, I came up with some good taglines for a new Razor that's come out. That's an interesting concept for a Razor, I must say as well. I talk about a controversial thing that people were doing at the Flames game on Sunday, and I'm wondering what your take is on that. Got another email about a very concerned hockey fan and what he thinks is going to happen during the Battle of Alberta starting tomorrow. I learned something really interesting about delivery drivers, and I'm not sure if I'm I'm good with it or not yet. Got a couple of cool etymologies today, thanks to friends of the show who submitted these. But first, um, this is potentially one of the dumbest things I've done on this radio program in a long time. So enjoy. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I feel like I need to apologize in advance for this. This is one of the the dumbest things I've probably ever done on this radio program. That's saying something because we've, we've done a lot of really stupid things. So you know when you go to the gym and sometimes you see people who uh, they have the very small calves. There's the, there's the joke, right? The old joke that goes along with it. Yeah, you skip leg day, that kind of thing. Well, I... Every time I see that, or I think about doing leg day, or somebody talks about, you know, it's leg day at the gym, I can't help but revert to a certain song. And I've replaced the lyrics because it's very fitting, and I've made my own kind of leg day song in my head that I always recite when this happens. And Well, here's the reference. Do you remember this song? It's Technotronic Pump Up the Jam. And then I'll skip ahead here, then it goes to this. So this is that that song. Um, yeah, every time I think of Leg Day, I replace the lyrics to that song to refer to Leg Day, and it sounds a little something like this. Again, I'm very, I'm so sorry. Get your booty on the floor tonight. It's Leg Day. 
It's leg day. It's leg, it's leg, it's leg, leg day. Pump, pump them dams, pump them up. Yeah, pump, okay, yeah, yeah, you get it. Dumbest thing I've ever, truly the dumbest thing I've probably ever done on this radio program. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. Got a few rapid fire etymologies for you today, just from requests from friends of the show. Uh, John was asking where the term in the nick of time came from. This one I actually thought was pretty interesting. So, in the 18th century, I guess debtors used to use sticks to keep track of how much money and interest everybody owed. So, what would happen was they'd carve a new notch or a, a nick, right, on the stick for every day there was interest. So these nicks, obviously, you didn't want because it meant that you'd owed more interest on what you owed. Uh, here's the thing, though. If you paid your debt before a new nick was made, right, you didn't have to pay the interest for that day. So they'd put that new nick on the stick at a certain time of day. So if you could actually get, you know, you were repay your debt before that new notch or that new nick was made, meant that you saved the interest for the day. So that was, of course, in the nick of time. That's why they said that. Fascinating stuff. I would have never guessed that. Also crazy, like, did they have just sticks with everybody's name on them back then? That's crazy. You went to the bank and they just had sticks hanging there? Oh, yeah, this is Shauna's stick. Interesting. Jen asked me about this one, too, the term pull out all the stops. She was asking where that came from, which, of course, means, like, to make a lot of effort to do something well, right? You pull out all the stops. It means that you've really gone above and beyond to do something well. Well, this actually refers to the stops inside a pipe organ. So if you know what a big organ looks like, those stops control the loudness of the organ. So if you pull out all the stops, the organ makes the loudest and most grand sound it possibly can. So that's why it kind of means to do something well, because if you pull out all the stops, the organ, it's kind of the, the organ's greatest effort. So that's where we get that one from. Super simple. But again, never would have thought that. Didn't realize it was all from the, the grand old organ. So there you go. Etymology with Shauna. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Here's perhaps a controversial question for you. Uh, what is your take on Vuvuzelas at a hockey game? If you don't know what the Vuvuzela is, it's this thing right here. Oh, okay. Probably, probably enough of that. Yeah, uh, so that's the Vuvuzela. You've, you've probably seen them. They're those long horns, right? They're mostly soccer games, I think, or football. Uh, but the odd one will be seen at a hockey game as well. In fact, when I was uh, at the hockey game on, on Sunday, there were a few of them around, including one of my friends. Now, I'm just curious because... I love my friend to death. He's a diehard fan, and he has a superstition involving this Vuvuzela, so he brings it up. I'm totally fine. I'm just curious what other people think, because we are definitely getting some looks. Yeah, And I was trying to determine if these were looks of of love or looks of I want to take that horn and shove it where the sun don't shine. I wasn't entirely certain, but I was wondering what the general consensus of it. In fact, I was looking into Vuvuzelas a little bit, and I didn't realize this, but they were actually banned from various World Cups. I didn't know that. So I guess this kind of became a big thing in 2009. I don't know why I thought they were older, but 2009, the Vuvuzela became a big thing with FIFA, and uh, it kind of caught the attention of everybody. And then in 2010, they were allowed into World Cup matches, but then after that, they were actually banned. So in 2014, 2018, and the upcoming World Cup, Vuvuzelas are banned because people, I, I guess, didn't like them. So I had no idea. So now, I mean, in a hockey game, what do you think about them? 
because they're loud, right? I guess they were talking about how they get to 135 decibels. So if you get a lot of people all with their vuvuzelas together, it can actually hurt your eardrums. But they are, in fact, allowed at hockey games, like the Flames game, for example. I'm thinking it's probably because there's only a few of them that are there. And, I mean, there's there's people who show up with drums. There's the trumpet guy as well. So uh, I guess if there's a few people who are just trying to get the noise started and, and bring up the energy, that's one thing. But if more people were to get those horns in there, I'm not sure that it would be good. Like, it would it would almost be too loud, I think. Whereas perhaps when it comes to one or two of them, it actually does. It helps keep the energy up in the dome. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A friend of mine is a flame season ticket holder, and I was asking him about pricing for tickets because I was curious. Maybe I was like, yeah, you know, wouldn't mind being a season ticket holder someday. It's a bit tough with this schedule, obviously, but you know what? Suck it up, princess. Saying that to myself, by the way, because why not? Uh, but he was mentioning that the 200 levels are around 2500 bucks. The lower bowls... Uh, are, are more, but there's there's waiting lists for those. He did say, though, that press level seats, there's no waiting list for, and I think he said they were around $1,200 for a seat for the season, which, in the grand scheme of thing, I mean, that's not awful, right? Like 1200 bucks, not too bad. Uh, kind of funny, though, that press level is never sold out. People just don't want to commit to having those tickets for long periods of time. Uh, thing is, though, I actually like press level seats. I think the view is pretty damn good, not to mention that it's always it's always fun up there. Like, it's always kind of where the rowdy hooligans go, and that can be a good time. You know what I mean? Uh, he also did say that they try to sweeten the deal by giving you free food for each game as well. And, I mean, if you know prices of food at these things, like, that's a good deal. They said that they basically try and sell you on the fact that the tickets are 1200 bucks, but then you get $700 in food vouchers, essentially, because for each game you do get a food voucher. And I guess it's for a hot dog, popcorn, ice cream, and I think he said a pap, so you get that for every game. He did say that his friends, though, have gotten sick of the food who do have season's tickets, so now they just kind of hand those out to, you know, somebody who has a kid with them, which, also awesome. You know, pay it forward. Give the kids some sweet, free food and save the parents some money. I mean, that's cool, too. I was trying to think of what else they could do to sweeten the deal, though, and fill up those those press-level seats for the season. I mean, giving a free dome beer, I think, would do it, right? Because, A... Dome beer is like two beer, and we know how much beer is, so that's probably about the same price as a ticket for a regular season Wednesday game. Not to mention it's so high up there that you're you're going into a higher elevation, right? So your blood's a bit thinner, meaning you get more affected by the booze, and one works the same as like three down on the, the 100 levels there. So really, and also you don't have to buy a gym membership. It is a workout to get up there, okay? My friends and I were trekking up and down those stairs during Game 7 on Sunday, and I was like, this is... This is good. Like, you must have the buns of steel and the calves of a postman after doing that all the time. Holy crap. They almost need pit stops along the way so that you could take a quick break before you get to the top there. A refuel station like they have on the highway, you know? Really, I think as a group, we should all collectively just go and buy up those press-level seats, okay? Let's go and let's have a party up there. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm not sure if you've seen this new razor that's being advertised on TV right now, but it's called Gillette Venus's pubic hair and skin razor. I guess it's gentler on your bits. And I have to be honest, I mean, everybody prefers this, right? Because it is a more delicate region down in your nether region. So to have a razor that reflects that and is a little bit gentler as well makes makes perfect sense. I was just thinking, though, that like the pubic hair razor, there's not a whole lot of creativity to the name of that. And as you know, Beckler and I, we have some very creative names for your bits down there, for your deep coves. So I was thinking that they should have probably enlisted us to come up with even just a tagline, something a little more creative than just pubic hair razor, you know, like 
I was envisioning a few options. Okay, bear with me here. All right, so think about this one. The new Gillette Venus, a razor dedicated to your sin cave. You know, that's uh, Gillette, the preferred razor for gitch goblins everywhere. Gillette, the razor for your ham cabinet. Something like that, you know what I mean? Jingle wallets everywhere, love Gillette. The razor for your tulip garden. The razor for your forest of darkness. Everyone's ham cabinet is thankful for the new Gillette. I think any of those are better, right? Like I, maybe we can, we can, we can massage this a little bit, but that's a weird way of saying that. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So Nurse Jan Bush is a regular contributor to our radio program, and she messaged and she had some gold. By the way, Jan Bush, she was at One Night Only. Uh, her and her hubby won, which was awesome. So we got to meet with them there, and she actually gave Beckler and I a dodgeball because we were talking about those old-school red dodgeballs. You know, the ones that ones that really had the, the, like a little bit of texture on them and they were they had this sound to them anyway she gave us one of those because she heard us talking about it so thank you very sweet of you nurse jan bush but jan bush's contributions to this razor and things that she thinks should, should be called here you go um the beaver buzzer the snatch snipper the fur framer and the the clam clipper jan you were on it this morning you, you've absolutely nailed it that is exactly what they should be calling this i do love like uh, when it comes to, you know, things like waxing, they tend to have a little bit of fun and go down that road, right? Like we've talked about the place called Foxy Box, which is a waxing place right next door. So, I mean, they could have some fun with this for sure. I feel like Gillette should do the same. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Of course, Wednesday's the big day. The Battle of Alberta kicks off. Edmonton Oilers versus, of course, our Calgary Flames. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Although, it's interesting because we've been chatting a little bit about the concerns people are having about the fans. And uh, we got a phone call yesterday where a gentleman was saying that he is not excited for the outcome because he thinks regardless of who wins, the fans are going to be sore winners. There's going to be some sore losers and there might be some violence and everything that goes along with that. And I really hope not. I really do. But then I got an email from Dwight and he seems to agree with that. He said there are fans on both sides that are an embarrassment. And he was talking about how he took his son, who was 16, to Game 5. And he said, I'd been cheering for the Oilers since Everly started there, but haven't been very invested in hockey at all since they traded him. So for Game 5, I was cheering for the Flames. I'd like to see both Alberta teams do well, but if they're pitted against each other, I obviously lean one way. The thing that really bothered me about Game 5, though, is that even though the Oilers weren't even present, some fans were screaming, F you Oilers, Oilers suck. That's pathetic considering the Oilers weren't even there and sad considering those people have zero respect for parents taking their kids to the game. And I actually was lucky enough to go to Game 7 and I have to be honest, I witnessed the same thing and I kind of thought the same thing. Like, the Oilers weren't even there and throughout the game there were chants for Oilers suck. And then of course when the Flames did win outside leaving, there was Oilers suck. I even recorded it, like you can hear it right here. Now, again, I understand a good ribbing, and I, I get that, but you kind of have to wait till the teams are together to do 